I love you. Welcome all you sexy couch potatoes out there, and all you non-sexy couch potatoes out there. That's to a inclusive. Yeah, covering the grounds there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it real. Uh, this is this is gonna be a low energy, high volume. Uh, it's kind of not gonna be high volume. <laughs> low energy, low volume <laughs> episode. It's a special episode. It's a Patreon episode. Our first. Yeah. Thank I am, you. Patrons. I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV. And as the Traveler said, we are doing this for our patrons out there. If you are interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash green and faceless. And then you can find out what the magnificent tiers might offer <laughs> might offer for you. Every tiered patron they uh have the opportunity to vote for what this episode might be and our um sofa our sofa spuds i forgot yeah <laughs> our sofa spuds and our higher tiers they get to make a recommendation for this uh episode in fact this recommendation comes from patron user <laughs> comes from patreon user <laughs> delma callahan i didn't forget delma how could you forget Delma? Um, and uh, I, I forgot, like, if I wanted to say patron or Patreon. And so I said both. And now yeah, you're I just, gone. Yeah, I just give up on it. Okay. Just, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to say Patreon for everything. <laughs> That's fine. You know, Patreon, patron. I'm just confused because they did both things for one's website. So that's all. That's right. how my brain works. It is mush. Anyhow, uh, Delma recommended that we do this throwback uh, romance movies, and uh, they're yeah they're pretty good. I'll, I'll say that up front. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I saw her. I saw her se- uh, selection, and uh, which we should say is when a man loves a woman. That's right. Uh, Bridges of Madison County and Serendipity. Those are the three films. I feel like some point in time in my childhood, I was forced to watch them. Like they were on TV, <laughs> and like I wasn't allowed to re- leave the room because mom had to keep an eye on me or something. And like I don't remember any of them, but when I saw her that she had recommended them, I was like, "Ooh, I'm not nah, okay. I'll do it." But <laughs> I was like, "You know, I like I like a good romance. I'm really, I'm you know, I'm, I enjoy a really good rom com." But there was just something about all three of these that I I saw it and I was like. I don't know. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like really feeling it. And they all surprised me. They, they all really yeah. did surprise me. I they're, was, they're uh, really good recommendations. I, I will, they, yeah. I, they, they did surprise me too. Yeah. I would, I have to say that I had a little prejudice going in as well, which, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in myself for having that because I think previously on the show, we, or it was just in conversation. I can't remember. I said that there's a stigma on, you know, rom-coms, especially with the term chick flick, yeah. which, you know, I'm sure we all kind of understand is problematic nowadays. But because of that stigma, I always felt like I wasn't supposed to like these movies. But some of them are really mm-hmm. good and, and a lot of fun. But yeah. I thought these were all going to be rom-coms. And one of them I said was. <laughs> the other two definitely were not so i i no. yeah for me the the hesitancy came in the actors because you know is you know i saw when a man loves a woman stars andy garcia and meg ryan right and i love meg ryan i think she's great 
and Andy Garcia is good. I you know, but when I when I was thinking of Andy Garcia and a romance, I was like, no, I'm not sure about that. I honestly and, don't really know anything about his career. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't know much either besides like this and like one other film, which I believe was a gangster film. <laughs> so. I could see him doing a gangster role pretty well. And I, I, I mean, he did yeah. this well too. So yeah, it was kind of a cheesy gangster movie, but it was still funny. I just don't remember the name of it. I think it's the untouchables, but then like with, uh, with bridges of Madison County, again, the actress, the act, the female actor, uh, Meryl <laughs> Streep, I love her. I think she's great. Going opposite Clint Eastwood, and I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know about him in a, in a romance role. I'm not. <laughs> you know, it's like again, it was the exact same one. I'm just like, I'm just not sure about this. And then we get the serendipity, and yet again, I love Kate Beckinsale. She's absolutely wonderful, and I think she's very beautiful. And then it's John Cusack on the other side. And I'm like, Hey, the dude. Romance movies are his bread and butter. Come on. Oh, I just, I don't know. I can't stand. Cusack's one of those actors that, like, I I only see John Cusack. I can't. He he and Joan. Or is it Joan or Jane? His sister, anyway. I don't remember. They, yeah. I feel that but, way about both of them, too, but I still really enjoy them. I, I, there's, there's, for me, there's one movie in John Cusack's filmography that I was like, there's a character that I'm really enjoying. And I'm thinking it's only because of Stephen King and that's 1408. I really love that horror movie. Oh, it's yeah? not a great horror movie. <laughs> it's not a great horror movie at all, but, but I don't know. I can watch that and not just, and not just be annoyed by it. That's John Cusack. You know, it's like, I'm more immersed <laughs> in the story, but I think that's just because I'm a Stephen King nerd. I like John Cusack. I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe just uh, a nostalgic draw. He always plays. I mean, he always plays John Cusack, and yeah. <laughs> he just fe- seems like somebody that you could get along with. I don't know. He always seems a little bit sleazy. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, he does play a lot of, of fairly sleazy characters. But for some, there's something about him that because I can't. I can't not see John Cusack. I feel like, no, John wouldn't do that. I put it out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy. He's a good guy. (laughs) But uh, yeah, let's dive into uh, the first film, When a Man Loves a Woman, 1994. Loves a Woman. Uh, It's written, fun fact, it's written by uh, Ronald Bass and Al Franken. That's right, Minnesota Senator Al Franken. (laughs) He's no longer Minnesota Senator, but really yeah, this is this yeah. the same guy yeah he was the one yeah the one that was uh uh resigned due to some sexist comments and actions well yeah he did write a pretty decent movie here though <laughs> does that change change your viewpoint on when a man loves a woman in any way <laughs> um no because honestly i <laughs> i think what it's you know trying to do is is pretty good yeah. there's some things that i think are are problematic in it but i it, it is a, an older movie now yeah what is it 94 96 ouch yeah you say older movie this is like one year younger than me yeah oh, it's an older movie this, greg this this movie is still fresh and beautiful <laughs> it's got plenty of life ahead of it yeah but you know movies they age just a little bit faster than us mm, mm, i'm scared now <laughs> now you got my existential crisis working in on my low my low energy mood i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but as i said uh when when a man loves a woman stars uh andy garcia and meg ryan as a wedded couple 
Yes. And as the movie goes on, as you grow and uh, grow to know the characters, you learn that Meg Ryan has an issue with alcohol that is quickly becoming a very big issue in her life. Yes. Uh, so much so much so that her kid's safety is is into jeopardy. That's right. They have two daughters. Uh, there's I think one of them's actually not Andy Garcia's, right? The the oldest is yes. his stepdaughter. That's right. But it's his daughter though. Like he's he's yeah, been in yeah. her life since she was like two or three at least because she seemed that young when they got married uh in the wedding video yeah and when when meg becomes apparent that when it becomes apparent to meg brian's character that alcoholism is destroying her life right she does actually try to fix it she tries to you know she goes to rehab and starts focusing on you know getting it out of her life and staying away from it yeah, I'll say she does go pretty deep down the hole. Like, it, it's a good oh, chunk yeah. of the movie, you know, that expresses, which I kind of appreciated. I like, I feel like this movie is all about the main story of, of it is after the fact, after she uh, finds help. But mm-hmm. there is a good chunk of this movie that, uh, you know, goes from fun slowly more and more destructive towards just some pretty sad sad things yeah and, and i really appreciated the the expose on alcoholism and how it affects families yeah. for this movie yeah especially the how it affects a marriage yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of look into that psychology of you know how how andy garcia's character unwittingly influences her alcoholism right at the beginning it's just very innocent you know it's just we're drinking we're having a good time and it's like to boost the fun that they're having you know he would encourage her to you know drink more or he 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 always tried to be a very supportive husband right but he didn't know how to enforce like a level of sobriety you know (laughs) he was right right he he just well from his perspective she's just cutting loose trying to have a good time and that's okay is she's probably a little bit more drunk than i would have liked her to have been but she doesn't drink all the time from his perspective but then it becomes more and more obvious like she keep she keeps on going out with like work friends and stuff but another big factor of the early part of the story is that he's an airline pilot so he's yeah so he's away for like a week or two at a time and when he's away she's a little less careful of how she's hiding it the the eldest girl i can't remember her name off the top of my head but i'm gonna look it up i believe it's cassie but that might be the younger daughter too nope it's jess (laughs) it's uh (laughs) the older daughter's name is jess we probably all know her a little bit better from napoleon dynamite oh really Uh, yeah it's uh, tina majorino probably mispronounced your name but you're you were very talented as a child and very talented in that movie and i can't say that i've seen you in much else uh personally but i enjoyed your performance in this movie and i it made me really sad (laughs) yeah all the stuff with her and her mom is very uh at at least in the beginning is very upsetting yeah after after meg ryan starts focusing on recovering from it right you know, she it, it starts to become more, you know, beautiful. There's a good relationship that grows there. There's a there's a part in the middle there while she's away, 
where she is depending on the father character, Michael, and Meg Ryan's character's name is Alice. Michael, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Uh, we do a podcast. Um, I, I mean, I'm just going to keep calling him by the actor's name because sure. I didn't really <laughs> I didn't connect to their characters much. I Yeah, not at least enough for the names for some reason. Uh, no. Be, mostly because I just... You know, we know Meg Ryan. We've talked about her before. So I, I did really see Meg Ryan most of the time, but she did a great job. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, they both did. At some point, Alice is uh, taking a shower while Michael is away, while she's just super, super drunk. And she starts having, I think, like a coughing fit while she's in there. I can't quite recall. Yeah, some kind of convulsion exactly there's there there's a bit to this scene before this but i think i'll leave that for the viewer but uh she she does crash in the shower and break through the shower door glass and uh uh, jess finds her there and calls her dad who is miles and miles away and they get that's that's how the family discovers it well you know, we find out more and more in that middle part, as I was saying, that Jess knew about stuff. But, you know, she's a little kid, so she didn't quite understand. She's only getting it from the perspective of what her mother tells her, which is like, yeah, you have to wrap it up so that it, when you throw it away so that people don't see it. Some of those scenes are so, like, upsetting. Oh, when, yeah, when they, they are. Like, when you're watching, you're just like, oh. It's like, just thinking oh, about how, how it's going to shape right child's mind at times exactly and there's this great scene though with uh her and michael where they're throwing the bottles that they found around the house in the trash can and just let them just shatter and it's a great cathartic moment and a good bonding (laughs) moment between the two of them even though you know that's probably not the most responsible parenting but i mean sometimes that's the best thing you can do hey if you gotta if you gotta bond you know it's a good way to bond like you said so yeah i i agree you gotta you gotta cut loose with your kids sometimes especially in high stress family dramatic moments like like this i'm sure anyways she eventually comes back and <laughs> the rest of the movie is them working on their possible relationship. Yeah, with occasional appearances by Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, Philip did Seymour not expect Hoffman that. That was kind of fun. Plays a fellow addict that is her. Excuse me, Meg Ryan and his character are kind of a little dependent on each other for their sobriety. Uh, you know, they talk to each other as you know people in this in the group therapy setting the step therapy setting will do is you know depend on each other to try to i don't know if depend is the correct term but you know you need somebody to talk to that's going through the same thing somebody to rely upon that's right even just the talk to really i would i would assume yeah and like there's good moments where it's like you see what kind of a person andy garcia is because he'll walk in on them just like lounging and like chatting in the living room and you could see it makes him mad but he's just like no it's just you know this is somebody she needs i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push the envelope and he just walk he 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 introduces himself goes upstairs like obviously very angry makes the situation awkward you know he's 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 just trying to be supportive and it's in such a way that it irritates her because you know she's recovering from something she's rediscovering herself and while doing that even though he is being very supportive 
just it just puts a wedge between them and that's, yeah you know that's kind of the second half of the film is like exploring exploring what it does to a relationship afterwards exactly yeah and um i i don't know you know i feel like maybe we should leave where that leads them to to the yeah. viewer i think uh for that third yeah, act i do i do recommend it yeah i do i do too um you know what yeah i i would like to just say you know we've on other episodes pertaining to this issue we've said you know uh addiction is real it is uh it is a disease and these people need your help not your medical cue and it's hard to help them it's real yeah. it's really hard and uh sometimes as you've said they just need somebody to talk to so if you know yeah. someone in your life you can help them or at least try indeed and uh with that said you know i give it three stars i love a good realistic love story where it explores yeah. you know how, how life just gets in the way sometimes and right and changes a relationship you know again good acting it's a little too long it's kind of it's like a couple of minutes over two hours which sure is, sure for such a heavy subject it's like oof let's cut that down yeah. to an hour and a half but no you know good acting good good story i do like it do recommend it but just know going in that it's a it could be a little bit hard to watch if you yeah especially if you know alcoholism if you've dealt with alcoholism it can be yeah. uh, quite painful yeah, it is. Uh, it does pull on the heartstrings, uh, and you know, in different ways too. And I, I would recommend it as well. It's a great expose, as I said earlier, and into this family matter that most families deal with, unfortunately, in some way, form, or another. You know, it might not be your immediate family, but somebody in your extended family, I'm, I'm sure that you know you care about, probably does experience this. Anyhow, I would say that there's some things that I did have a problem with in this movie. Like there's this at one point where Michael throws a table and uh, and it's like, come on, man. I don't I don't really care how bad it is. I don't think that display of violence and dominance is is okay. And you know what, though? I'm sure it's fucking hard. I've never been through that situation. Yeah. But I just, I don't, I don't like when your hero of the film, or I don't know if hero is the correct term for this film, but if your lead in the film that you're supposed to be sympathizing with, when they lash out like that, mochismo wise, I I don't, I don't care for that. But uh, besides that, it's a full face movie and I do recommend it so it's like jesus like destroying the temples (laughs) yeah like jesus destroying the temple yeah you know this movie actually reminded me a lot of well i guess i should say the other movie reminded me of this movie uh marriage story uh came out a couple years ago with adam driver and scarlett johansson did we Um, not i think marriage we haven't reviewed it now but but i I highly recommend that movie i really love that movie um it, that movie honestly seems i mean it doesn't deal with alcoholism i don't remember right but uh but it does deal with you know a, an eroding relationship and so it, you know it's, it has it has fairly good similarities to that but i, I would say marriage story did it better but it was pretty good if, you, if you've seen that movie and you really like marriage story i think you might like it might have taken some inspiration from this movie maybe honestly but yeah recommend both those movies so 
Should we move on to uh, the Bridges of Madison County? Yes, sir, Bob. All right. Came out in 1995. So Meryl Streep's character, Francesca Johnson, living with, I believe her husband is Richard. Yeah, because I kept on getting confused because Clint Eastwood, not her husband, is named Robert. And Robert and Richard, I mean, like, come on. That's... <laughs> <laughs> like, name one of them John. He could be John Johnson for all I care. Anyhow. For real. Francesca, she is a uh, a housewife in Iowa. She is of Italian descent. And she is kind of a little bored with the farm life, but she knows that she's with good people and she she appreciates uh, everything. Uh, I, I think, yeah, her family immigrated there when she was fairly young. So she is Italian born and Meryl Streep does a great job with the accent. And while Richard and the kids, Michael and Carol, who are reading about this in a journal, are away at like some like 4-H club bullshit. I don't really know. They're gone. They're in D.C., I guess. And Clint Eastwood is coming to take pictures, Robert Kincaid, uh, for, I guess, uh, Nat Geo, uh, of the, the bridges in the county yeah. of Madison. Yeah. Yeah. And then they meet each other, and she helps him out. Is that all I should say? I don't know. Uh, I mean, while helping him out, you know, they both start to just kind of explore a bit of freedom. That's right. You know, yeah, they, they're, they're both kind of just in their in their ways anymore he's just kind of a drifter going from town to town yeah. just doing his job and she you know as you said she likes her husband she likes her family life she she doesn't mind it it's just yeah. mundane that's right and then this yeah. you know this this wild flame starts to brew and yeah. let's explore that for four days and it and you know made a pretty interesting story i will say i was surprised yeah yeah, I mean, again, all three of these movies surprised me, but I think this was the one that surprised me the most because, you know, I like Clint Eastwood. I, right. You know, I really like his westerns. I think he's great there. I've liked some of his directing. I think, you know, I think he has some good movies out there that he's directed, but for the most part, I don't really expect great acting from <laughs> Clint Eastwood. I just expect, you know, good acting. Yeah. Here, it's the chemistry he has with Meryl Streep throughout this film is just phenomenal. Yeah, like it's, and I don't know if that's a, a testament to to Merrill's skills as well that he was able to bounce off of her really well, right? Because I do agree with you. Like you know, I, I feel I feel like he does the job adequately, whatever he does. But sometimes it it it's just clean. It's clean. But <laughs> Kincaid is a, I feel like a slightly different character than what he usually portrays for us. He's a he's a free and and wild spirit <laughs> living off the uh the range of his camera scope that's a terrible there, and there you, much delayed joke there you go uh no, you you brought it home you brought it home okay <laughs> you good. stuck all with right. it you stuck <laughs> with it to the end that's all that matters uh, but no i really uh, i would say that it's also a testament to clint eastwood's directing because how he filmed this he filmed it in 42 days and he filmed it in order. So every scene was shot in order to better like emulate their growing chemistry. Because right, he, him yeah. and Meryl, I don't think, you know, I don't know if they've worked together before, but I don't think they had. Uh, so this I is kind of like the first time they had met. 
and you know he just day one they just started filming from that first scene and as they grew with each other as actors so did their characters develop and it's it was a really right. smart decision because it really just it adds to the film a lot because again both of these characters are content with where their life is at but they wouldn't mind exploring this wild passion that's you know yeah. that's stirring up and yeah, yeah as you said it's very very intriguing story that comes from it yeah and it happened like it really builds very uh steadily and subtly like you can tell right away that francesca thinks robert is interesting because i don't think otherwise she would offer to go with him but she is very very bored like she is literally just sitting on the porch when he drives by it is it is a happenstance meeting and you know sometimes that shit happens in your life where you just meet somebody yeah but that doesn't typically turn into a romance like this are you talking serendipity <laughs> what what serendipity oh man before we even started recording i said the storyline between this movie and serendipity our, our third movie is very similar yeah it's, it is yeah, except this one's this one's over the course of four days and then serendipity yeah. is over the course of like years yeah it's like i think it's 10 years that, yeah that... you're exactly right though they really are they really are the same and i didn't realize that after even after we had watched it i was just like man they're very similar but they literally are basically the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know told completely <laughs> differently uh which yeah, you know yeah. really really just expresses the power of of storytelling in general because the you could tell the same story over and over again but if you have a different storyteller it's gonna feel and be completely different yeah speaking of this is made uh based on the novel by uh robert james waller it was its script was circulating for a while like there was you know there's so many different authors who were trying to write it and i think like the third one uh the third screenwriter which was richard lavra la grevenis La Gravenaise? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> but but he wrote a he wrote a script that apparently followed Francesca or focused on Francesca more. So I'm wondering if the book focuses on Robert Kincaid instead. Huh. Yeah, apparently that script was what intrigued Clint Eastwood and Steven Spielberg. I didn't know don't know huh. if you noticed this was uh Amblin Productions that I think that produced it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Steven was initially going to direct and then it was just gonna start Clint Eastwood, I think. But Steven dropped out for some other film and Clint Eastwood took over. But hmm. it was also produced by it was I also remember it this popped up at the very beginning and I was like, What the fuck? It was produced by Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> she who yeah. who reigns over Star Wars now. Yeah, uh, that is that is uh, that is interesting. A bit of uh, a leap, but you know she had several years for that to happen. Um, right, <laughs> she went from this to Star Wars. Look at her. So go. I, I guess it was probably a very steady slope that she climbed. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, straight from Amblin Entertainment up through Lucas. <laughs> so this movie, yeah, I, I'm I'm really trying to think of what else to talk about this movie besides things that I had problems with it. I honestly really liked the story and thought it was, like you said, well directed, well acted, and pretty mm. good, pretty good script too uh and oh yeah what you said about the script i did have a comment about that this movie's definitely from her perspective like yeah yeah it, uh, so i'm kind of surprised that the novel is is different 
than that. I don't know if it is. It just, it just, they just said they focused on. Yeah, I just maybe, remembered that his focus on the narrative, or the narrative focus being on Francesca more intrigued Clint Eastwood. So I don't know if other writers went with a more male focused right. narrative or maybe. what. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was the other script writers because, because the the bookends of this movie where the children uh now adults are reading this journal about this uh this romance their mother had uh that feels like it's straight out of a novel and honestly it does not fit i i don't like it <laughs> it's not necessary yeah. i feel like they could have cut all that shit they, re- they really could have. Uh, I kind of liked it as a bookend. I think if you had just been right. like at the beginning, that's how you walk into it. And then at the end, that's how you come out of it. That would have right. been fine. Cutting cutting back and forth, like you said, it just, it didn't fit. Like it felt really yeah, weird. Though I feel like I would have actually had more of a problem with it if it was just at the beginning and the end. Uh, mostly because like the scenes with those two characters, the middle ones are better than the end ones (laughs) (laughs) um because oh my god that first that opening scene i really wasn't sure about the movie because i i really hated the the son character like you know he just he was just walking all over this guy who was reading the will the future storyline is after francesca's death anyhow he's just like no we're gonna fucking bury her because that's the christian thing to do when she wanted to be cremated and and it's like dude just respect your mother's wishes like what kind of a son yeah. are you jeez uh yeah, it's he, really sick I, I really hated him at the beginning too i forgot about that yeah, that whole yeah. scene and you know he does get some development through reading this story with his sister but uh i just Which didn't I did care like. and uh, i did yeah i see i like those scenes but because of that first scene i did not care I did yeah. not care if this guy developed or not. I didn't want him to be a part of the story. <laughs> it was, I, I agree. I, I really didn't care about his character, but it was intriguing, or I guess interesting, not, re- not really intriguing, but it was interesting to see how reading about his mom's affair affected him. Right. You know, yeah. so it's, it, it, it kind of just as an author it kind of raised a lot of like good story ideas in my my mind where i'm like ooh, that'd be kind of fun to focus on in the future with the uh, characters of my own but here again like, like you like you've been saying it's just it's just not needed like it's really weird and out no, of place yeah it does feel out of place and it might just because it's two different periods like the 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 main story is in the 60s and in iowa so you know like it just feels like they i've never seen anything really that focuses in, in the plains like that right people from iowa might argue that the 60s iowa is about the same as 90s iowa <laughs> <laughs> just maybe maybe clunkier clunkier cars <laughs> yeah they they i mean i'm sure that some of them at least have video games now uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry iowans <laughs> uh my neighbor's an iowan that's all i'll say about that <laughs> <laughs> great now the government knows where you're at oh, you just, fuck. They, they honed in on you oh uh, shit uh well anyhow there is one other negative i had about this movie and Hit me. so i so meryl streep i'm gonna say she did an amazing job 
in in this yeah. in this role. But it does seem a little bit weird to me, and you know, might be modern audience lens. It's a little bit weird that they you know made her three or four times tanner than she is, and had her had a darker hair color so that she would look Italian. I mean, there there are some blonde haired blue-eyed italians so i mean she she could have just accent but instead they and you know that's probably not her choice i don't know though she could have done the sun tanning to 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 get to that place i was yeah honestly i was only thinking the tan was because she's a farmer that's true that's what i was that's what i was thinking the tan was for i wasn't even thinking yeah but she was definitely tanner than her husband and her kids yeah and and it did feel a little bit that it was makeup so for me it seemed a little bit appropriationly but you know i don't know how uh the people out there feel about white people appropriating white people i don't know if that's (laughs) if that's a problematic area or not but it seemed weird to me so i wanted to yeah like i I agree with you i just i didn't notice it at all it didn't affect my viewing it didn't affect your viewing okay well no i didn't i didn't notice it but that might just be because of how good of an actor she is she's amazing yeah she you like (laughs) she did get nominated well she usually did (laughs) right seems like every year she's nominated she's just she is so good i actually (laughs) i actually took a class that was on meryl streep when i went to undergrad we it was only it was only on tuesdays and every other week we would just watch one of the movies and then the other (laughs) week we would talk about it and that was that was the class it was a good class nice and you didn't talk about this movie no, we didn't talk about this movie. Uh, we talked about a lot of other movies. But, you know, we only had yeah. so many weeks. Well, I saw her get her honorary degree because uh, she came to IU right. to to receive that. So I was in the audience to watch her receive, <laughs> receive her reward. Now they know we like went a to really, IU. Now we've mentioned that before. You've mentioned it. Yeah, I know, but I thought we took it out. You gave it away. No, I didn't. Well, maybe you did. Oh shit! I didn't. I did mention like another university that another person went to, and I. So we I we've graduated. Out. We we've we've gone so further from there. We're, you know, we're yeah. not affiliated with them in in any way. <laughs> no, not anymore. We don't live there. We don't live there. You don't know where we are. I uh, live in a hole under the ground. Me too. With him. No, you don't. You don't live in my hole. Oh wait, last time don't lie at to least, people. <laughs> I don't know about last time, but the time before last or times before, some time ago, we said that it's all a joke. It's all a joke. Um, we're man, we're just man. two people, not space alien and an amorphous person. No, no, I got my I got my vaccine shot just yesterday. You know, just like a good human. How could he do that if he was not a human? How could he yeah, do that's, that? Yeah, that shit's not good for Gorshans. I can't. I couldn't get it if I was a Gorshan. That's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they, the government did not specially make ones for us. They're they're not still working on the one for me because I can apparently still get COVID. Well, you like mutate around it. Like every time yeah. they put anything in your but arm, then I would just, be like, like absorb it. I know, but it would be like I would be like if I got it, I would just be a giant COVID machine. So we don't want that. No. Yeah. 
my cells would just be constantly that would be kind of cool though it. yeah you'd be a pretty good weapon I, you can't yeah. do that oh though. shit <laughs> government no no you can't don't get the government ideas oh, the that might excite the government too much all right well closing statements i think unless you got more to say about right the bridges no no i mean the bridges are beautiful we had our own they uh, are we had our own covered bridge uh where i grew up which was nowhere in indiana not at all Um, no it was on gorsh the beautiful yeah the beautiful beautiful covered bridges of gorsh Yeah, they're, they're they're magnificent, but uh, it was it was like yeah, it was one of those that you would like drive down and like you would be afraid the whole thing would fall because you'd hear the boards rattling beneath right, you and yeah, you could hear Jesus, bat, yeah. bats up in the in the uh, rafters above you. It was it was always pretty spooky, but I always loved it. It was it was such a rustic experience. Um, yeah, people they just I feel like you know people try, but there's not that much funds going towards keeping them in decent shape unfortunately right but uh, i give this movie three and a half stars it's it's very entertaining it has my same the same negative issue with uh when a man loves a woman which is it's a little long uh you know it's nothing wrong with that i like you know the four day period is a good period it's just there's some moments where i'm just bored and it was like just you can pick it up a tiny bit but though i feel like in the beginning especially it, it needs a little bit of that time to you know make you feel the boredom that she feels yeah but there, there's other times like towards the second and third act where it's just like all right yeah i'm tired of this moment <laughs> let's drag it on <laughs> like let's get let's get going through this and that's true but the the, the acting is good the chemistry's fun and it's just all around it's just a good a good package story like i really right. I really like what they do with it yeah i agree i like it it gets a face i don't really know what else to say about it i told i talked about what i thought was not great about it but yeah all around i love the movie and you know what it's one of those strange things where like you end up where you started and i did not the way that they did it i just i felt good at the end of the movie instead of which is you know what the the kids kind of get from from it too from reading Mm. uh these these journals so i i appreciate it for that it's it's well crafted uh great job clint eastwood and and meryl and everybody else yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just a nice nice little you know thought where it's just like if if you were in the kid's position like if you found something of your mother's that like not specifically about an affair or anything but like something very personal like that you know, it's just a good bonding moment especially yeah. you know post post life you know if you if you catch that and it's just right. like you kind of learn more about your parents uh than yeah. you thought you ever would so it's it's yeah, an intriguing story true. i really liked it yeah right, but let's let's move on to its twin it's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's 2001 twin uh just before the the towers actually uh 9/11 happened oh, serendipity man. came out and they had to remove uh maybe actually maybe it might have come out after the the attacks but but they actually they, they had to like digitally remove the twin towers from the the skyline wow. just because they were worried that you know it rightfully you know it's just the grief that would come from such a right. situation so it's just like that this is that that weird pocket of of time where you know that big event affected things but didn't affect them in a way that it's in this movie in any way. 
because uh, it was all obviously filmed beforehand. But uh, that said, that's it. Serendipity. It's directed by Peter Chelsom, who you might know for Hannah Montana the movie. He directed Hannah Montana the movie. That was his big hit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. In fact, I don't know if I I uh, even knew Hannah Montana had a movie. To be perfectly honest, dude, that was about okay. So I was a kid, and I would definitely watch Hannah Montana. Oh, I watched. But I some think of it, yeah, yeah. I think that I dropped out just before the movie. I don't know when the movie came out, so I'm afraid to say that I dropped out just before the movie because <laughs> <laughs> that might be like very late into the show. I only watched like a cup, like a, maybe the first season or two seasons of that show. I really don't know how long it ran, but I definitely have not seen the movie. But <laughs> this was his like first success after like so many failures. He apparently has one of the worst commercial failures in cinema history. Really? <laughs> With the film that came out like just before this called Town and Country. He filmed it for $90 million and it grossed a little over $10 million. <laughs> Oh no. So it's like I... <laughs> I know there. I know there's movies out there that have had a bigger letdown, but like eighty million dollar loss for this for that film. Jeez. And and here he puts for serendipity, a written in stone romance. Well, more of like a romance of faith, I guess. Who is it? Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack. Right. They they like meet each other by happenstance. One night in New York. Yeah, one night in New York, and they're they're just two. They're they're both with somebody, right? Like they're both. Right dating someone else but like they that's right know, their eyes catch yeah they want to buy the same gloves They're, for those significant others they bond over these gloves they they fight some other guy for the gloves and when they're walking out uh john cusack just can't let her go and he you know he has to keep he, he yeah. keeps pushing her he keeps talking about fate and you know maybe this is like some epic design them falling falling for each other you know I he think, has to know what it's like yeah i think it might be a little bit the other way isn't it i i think that she uh was the one that was more like uh yeah fate and shit and he was like oh so you don't really believe in free will that kind of thing and she kind of convinces him through that night that fate is uh at play until the yeah. very end i would say of that. yeah it felt more like uh fun for me from her like it, it seemed like it was more like she was just doing it out of fun, where he was actually interested in the idea. Right. Like I think he was skeptical, but I feel like he was the one that was like very focused on this is a fateful thing, and I have to find her. Huh. And uh, you know, because he's—I mean—they both start here. Like they're both very—they become very in, involved in the idea, very obsessed with it. Right. Because they both start hearing. They—they they have like very—I don't remember their names. It's like Joe and Sarah. Like something like something really simple. Yeah, uh, he's John, I think. Oh, is he just John? Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Trader. <laughs> Jonathan Cusack. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, he just gets to be John. Like, I what a job oh, that man. that is. Is like you know you get a job and they're just like, hey, you mind if we just call you by your name? It's like I will answer to it more often. So yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> it makes it easy on me. Oh man. Yeah, they, they they have this wild night where they leave so much up the chance and things keep pushing them back to each other and that becomes their life over the next 10 years or whatever where they both grow and start moving on and then they'll hear, hear the other one's name constantly every you know throughout their whole day and it's like, oh, I think the universe is trying to tell me that maybe I shouldn't be with 
this woman I'm about to marry, I should go looking for for her, for that one wild night lady that I had in <laughs> in New York. Well, yeah. And I mean that's that's just the story is them, you know, 10 years later after they met, they both reach a an apex in their relationship. Their relationships about uh their separate relationships that right. are, that is are about to take huge steps and both of them step back from the relationship and think is this what I want? And looking into that, their their paths just bring them back to each other and it's it's this like wild hunt between them to find each other and it's it's entertaining. It's it the you know, I give this the the biggest prop I give this film is it is 90 minutes. It's an hour and a half. It's yeah. quick entertainment. And it tells and, its you know, its story pretty well, I would say. I agree. It's 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 fluid. It's just it's fun. This is the shit I eat up. I'm a, I'm a romantic like hardcore. Right. Like I I you know, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in fate. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I do believe that there is a design like a, a path. And so it's just like I do imagine that kind of a romance being something that you know i would fall for right uh, in reality star crossed yeah but i just don't see that shit in in real life honestly but i love hearing about it when you when you do hear about those tales it's you know that's the kind of shit that i just swoon over i fucking love it <laughs> and so this movie has all of that you know it's it's a very as you said star crossed lovers it's it's a it's a fun tale to follow even though there are some moments where i'm just like all right now <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's just yeah, there's there's some low hanging fruit silly moments that I, I just I, I guffaw that, but I did so out of the the stupidity of it. But for the most part, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, I, I think I I enjoyed the humor. I mean, it's definitely humor of the early two thousands era. Like you can definitely tell. Like even though this is pretty much just the turn of that and their production like you mentioned earlier was before the 9-11 attack you can still see a, a totally a huge difference between the the style and even the way the movie is directed from this and uh when a man loves a woman which i use that as the example because it is set in the modern period of when it was uh filmed mm-hmm. like it's just it just the the film texture feels so different and uh like their clothing and everything is just yeah oh my god it definitely feels like it is crisper the the yes the um the the film quality and whatever but their costumings and stuff is definitely feels like the early 2000s before it got really crazy like yeah like it definitely (laughs) only escalates talking about (laughs) <laughs> fashion's always been beautiful in the 2000s i don't know what you're uh, talking about uh-huh and the uh, 90s rocked too <laughs> yeah you don't quite got you know all the frosted tips yet uh in in this but you definitely she's definitely got kate beckinsale oh, that is definitely has a haircut that was popular throughout imagine, the entire era i swear imagine if john cusack did have frosted tips yeah oh, that God, would be that so good no, his I hair's too this black. film an extra half a star. <laughs> extra half a star for frosted tips. So we do have a couple extra characters that I feel like we should mention. Um, yeah. 
we have uh, Jeremy Pavin playing playing Dean, who is hit, uh, John Cusack's best man. Uh, he doesn't have to be John Traeger. He's John Cusack. Anyhow, Dean really uh, decides to help John on this search like two days before his wedding and up until the hour of his his supposed wedding for this other woman so you know they're they they're both kind of doing a little bit of a shitty thing i feel like for looking for these people while they have their own significant others who are really trying to be their partner for life or at least for the next few years as marriage sometimes happens Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, so we also have his uh, fiance Hallie has a small part, and I kind of feel bad for. Her. I do feel bad for her. I'm having trouble finding the actor that is Sarah's best friend on. IMDb. Was it Molly Shannon? Yeah, I I believe it was. Like you know, she was from SNL. Yeah, I couldn't remember if she played the friend or if she played Hallie. No, the, Hallie was Bridget Manoja Mahoan. I'm sorry, I'm I'm yeah. worst. Well, you know, you know who also also is in this movie that needs uh, mentioned is Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna be the last one I mentioned because I love Eugene. Le- oh, sorry. Levy. No, no, you're totally good. I I just wanted to mention. I think it's that the actor that you you mentioned it, that she's she did was on SNL for a long time. Molly Shannon. Yeah. So. I thought she did a great, very small side job. I was going to talk about her and Dean, how how they were very good supporting cast, but you know that yeah. definitely supporting cast. They don't get fleshed out too terribly well. No, uh, you do see you do see a lot with Dean's life, specifically how he views his life compared to John, because like right. you know, as he mentions, you know, it's like John is his guiding spirit. You know, it's like it's just like you do. You, you you leave so much to chance and like you you're so believe in this like romantic view of fate right so much and it always always works out so well for him that it's just like he, he was his shining light that kept him going and you know it's, it's kind of nice but yeah they are just support which is really interesting though about the dean character is that john and hallie kind of look up to him and his wife's relationship because they seem like they're so in love but the reverse is that dean likes john because john uh does what he thinks is right for him yeah no matter what really even though it hurts people (laughs) but (laughs) you know it's better than being stuck in something and being unhappy is what dean thinks yeah he definitely gets a little bit more development i would say than sarah's friend anywho Eugene Levy works at Bloomingdale's. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, he's so. This is. I, I love the man, and this is yeah. a great rule for him. Yeah. Like, he... just just being the obstinate store clerk, just just like stay behind the line. You're not allowed to cross back here. What's wrong? You're with not supposed to be like, back hey. here. <laughs> nope. 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 And always, always looking to make the better deal. That's uh, a good salesman is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm a little behind on my sales quota. And uh, yeah, it gets him to buy a whole bunch of shit. And then he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, he's, he's such a beautiful man in this yeah. movie. That was one of the funnier, one of the, definitely one of the funnier bits. 
Oh yeah. He he really does not care about John or Sarah in the least. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he he has no real purpose in the story besides that it does help uh John get to Sarah eventually, but that doesn't even pan out the way it's supposed to. So <laughs> No, but I do. I do love how they like bring him back. How they keep using him. Like it's yeah. it's so funny. Again, as I said, I'm a sucker for these kind of films. You know, it, just to go into my closing statement on it, if you're good with that. Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's. I give it three stars. Uh, you know, it ties with When a Man Loves a Woman, and and in re- in regards to rating, you know, it's a fun little rom com. It's it's. I eat this shit up. This is the the right. faithful romantic. It's it's. It's everything I ask for in a, in a romance. I'm just I'm a right easy to please in this kind of a market, and it it doesn't fail. You know, even with John Cusack, who again I'm not always the hugest fan of him, but here here I enjoyed him. I liked his chemistry with Kate Beckinsale, and uh, you know a, a fun fact is the music's by Alan Silvestri, who does a lot of the Marvel movies, uh, like uh, specifically the, the Avengers uh, hmm. one and three. He did those. And uh, and Back to the Future. He also did the music for Back to the Future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 just a fun fun little TV movie. You know, it's uh, I probably wouldn't have been happy if I had seen this in the theaters. I mean, I think I would have been pleased in a the theater. Yeah, but... I think I would have been alright if like I brought a date. I think I would have been pretty <laughs> happy with that because I don't know, like that just the overtones of this is meant to be. I could see that being helpful in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It definitely makes it for a good date movie. Yeah, I would agree. But, you know, I do enjoy that both John and Sarah are kind of jackasses to their significant <laughs> others. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel a little different with Sarah's because mm-hmm. that guy, he's not a bad guy. It's just, he's definitely not a focused guy. Lars. And, <laughs> yeah he he literally is just uh do you, did you watch blades of glory i think is the movie yeah with will ferrell yeah yeah that's yeah, the ice he, skating yeah. one yeah yeah, yeah he, he really is just like that that version of that he does of will ferrell's he does character. feel like that character you're, you're totally right and it's just like he's not really focused on a relationship he's focused on himself and his career right and he again he's not a bad guy he really does like sarah but i don't know i, I feel worse about hallie than i do about i do it is the day before her wedding day Uh, i mean like yeah they cancel it the day of yeah it's what like could you imagine that's off but you know what though at the same time i do respect the hey i'm sorry it took me till right now to realize this but this is not gonna work i i appreciate that honesty instead of dragging it out and making both of you miserable Um, yeah so you know there's there's some merit to not going through with it because it's a big deal it's a commitment you know and i'm not gonna say an ass but he's an honest ass yeah he's he's an ass he is but an honest ass but an honest ass yeah which you know you have to admire that to an extent so let's wrap it up let's 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 declare the the patreon the patron pick winner first patron pick winner we don't have to agree with it obviously but you know if, if we do agree with it you know someday online we might do a tournament bracket for these that'd be yeah. kind of hilarious yeah <laughs> but uh but i i have to choose uh bridges of madison county i really liked serendipity 
because of the fact that I just eat that kind of shit up. Right. But at the same time, it's not as good of a movie as Bridges of Madison agree. County, I would say. And even though I liked When a Man Loves a Woman, it was just it was kind of hard to watch. And right. you know, I don't think I would return to that kind of a heavy right. romance very often. But Serendipity and Bridges, I would say I would return to uh, sometime you know far more often than I would with the other one. Right. But yeah, I really I just love the chemistry between Meryl Streep and Clint Eastwood and that 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 idea of a fleeting romance that could have gone somewhere so special, but you know, that memory that that moment had is all they needed and they'll they'll cherish it forever and it's yeah. you know, it's a good story. I like it. It wins for me. I I can't agree with you more. I 100% everything that you said uh the Bridges of Madison County is the winner for me as well and uh i i think it's for the same reason as you uh that when a man loves a woman is just a bit heavy on the heart though it's a fucking good movie i would say for that reason that is maybe more impactful than bridges we should abbreviate that this is too long bridges of madison county bridge (laughs) (laughs) bridge mac Bridge Mac. Okay, Bridge Mac. Anyways, Bridge Mac is, you know, it's it's a good romance. And, you know, I feel yeah. like you feel good at the end of it. And so I, I recommend all three of these movies, but Bridge Mac wins. Bridge Mac, baby. Bridge Mac wins. Boom. Unlike Meryl Streep, because she didn't win that Oscar. It went to no. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm the only one weirded out by her portrayal of uh an italian person i just feel like you know there's probably plenty of italian actors in the industry at the time that they yeah. could have chosen from i don't I, yeah i don't think you're like wrong to be weirded out i just i, I think it was it was you know it, it was done in a way that i didn't notice it even though i should have sure, sure. If, if that makes sure. sense well that's that just speaks to her ability because she really yeah. is uh masterful yeah she really is and uh that's that's the show I am the Green Traveler. And I am the Faceless Leon. But up, but up, but Hey, this is a Patreon episode, and once a month we're going to do this for you, our patrons. And you get a vote if you become a tiered patron. Become a Sofa Spud, you get to recommend what the movies are. And the voting for the June episode is still open through tomorrow, I believe. Because I believe this is coming out on the 6th, and we end voting on the 7th. So voting for each month is going to be between the 1st and the 7th of the month before. Safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.